the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You are listening to hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show, and I am very appreciative of your time today. You can follow us on Twitter at The Hooley Show. You can take us with you wherever you go, iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. Download the Answer app. Search 99FM, The Answer, in the iTunes and Google Play Store. You'll have Hugh Hewitt with you every day. By the way, I hope Hugh's okay. Aaron, did you hear Hugh this morning? He sounded rather gravelly voiced this morning. I didn't. I hope he's not afflicted with the uh, non-deadly Omicron variant of COVID. Uh, then Mike Gallagher, then the Bruce Woolley Show. Of course, we hand it off to Dennis Prager, the wise one at 1 o'clock, followed by Sebastian Gorka. I would like to have a chat with Sebastian Gorka uh, because he is all in on Donald Trump as the 2024 presidential nominee for the Republicans. And I think that would be an egregious mistake by the Republican Party because we have a lot of younger, more energetic less controversial possible candidates like Tom Cotton and Josh Hawley and Nikki Haley and, of course, Ron DeSantis, and I would even say Mike Pompeo. Those of you who think Mike Pence would be the perfect candidate, I like Mike Pence as a guy. No chance Mike Pence gets elected because the people who support Donald Trump, a lot of them would vote against Mike Pence. What do you want the candidate to do? Three words. Come on. You've heard it before. Unite the party, right? Unite the party. And what do you want them to focus on? The future. The future. What did Ronald Reagan ask? Are you better off now than you were four years ago? No. That question can be asked by the next presidential candidate. And yes, I know. I hear you, Trump people. Donald Trump can ask that question and he'll come out on the right end of that question because there's no way people are better off now, nor do I surmise they will be in 2024 than they were under Donald Trump, even with COVID in 2020. But I would like the 2024 election, as I say many times, you're probably tired of hearing me say it. I would like for it to be about the 2024 election, not about the 2020 election, because Trump is not disciplined enough to kick away temptations to talk about the election being stolen. Was the president, was the election stolen, Mr. President? Trump is not savvy enough to kick that away without going down a rabbit hole, same kind of rabbit hole that um, Rick Santorum went down when he started talking about gay marriage. Not productive, not productive to go down rabbit holes. Focus. This is why I would have an interesting chat with Sebastian Gorka, because I heard Sebastian Gorka say last week, Ron DeSantis is a politician. Yes, he is. Uh, Good. He's a good one, too. That's what we want in 2024, a good Politician Joe Manchin is a good politician because Joe Manchin 
He's just old school enough to recognize that both his duty, and this is ideal for a politician, when your duty as a politician to represent the viewpoints of your voters and and your politically advantageous future line up together, boom, that's a big-time W. And Joe Manchin is smart enough to realize that while a lot of the people in his party hate him, all that does is help him with his voters at home. See, a lot of people in West Virginia vote for a Democratic senator because Robert Byrd was a Democratic senator, and Robert Byrd got him a lot of money and a lot of pork barrel projects. And I know Robert Byrd was a racist, but the people of West Virginia kept voting for Robert Byrd. And Joe Manchin has been the heir to the Robert Byrd Senate seat. West Virginia is a heavy red state, 40 points for Trump in the last presidential election. So Manchin's got a lot of people who obviously are voting for him and for Trump. So when AOC mocks Joe Manchin, when Ilhan Omar cusses out Joe Manchin and says he can't be trusted, when Bernie Sanders rips on Joe Manchin, do you think that hurts Joe Manchin at home? Like, how do you you think it would go if Bernie, Sandy Cortez, and Ilhan and her husband and brother, which is the same person, piled into a Prius or a electric car built by union workers, not a Tesla, and motored on down to Morgantown and got out on the main drag and started shaking hands. Maybe they'd do okay in Morgantown because it's a college town. They wouldn't do so good in other areas of West Virginia. They might not make it out without being berated or perhaps beaten. So they don't hurt Joe Manchin when they rip on Joe Manchin. And when Bernie says, Give me some pudding. And let's let's bring this vote to the floor of the Senate. Yeah, let's bring this vote to the floor of the Senate. Let's let Manchin blow it up right there on C-SPAN, Bernie. You doubt him? Like, you think this is an act? It's not an act. Joe Manchin's been around long enough to know that spending more money is not the way to spend yourself out of debt. So I love that Joe Manchin told Brett Baer yesterday, yeah, this is a no. It's a no. I can't vote for it. I won't vote for it. I'm done. I'm out on it. The left reacted with the predictable perspective you would anticipate. MSNBC's Mehdi Hassan tweeted out, what's worse, that Manchin is killing the Biden legislative agenda and perhaps the future of American democracy too? Or that he wasted most of this year dragging this whole thing out to do it and wasted half of the time that Dems control Congress and the White House? Well, uh, Mendy, how did he waste it? How did you waste any time? You were always going to need 50 votes, all your Democratic votes. None of the Republican senators are going to go with your plan to spend America into generational poverty and inflation. None of them were. I know a few fools like Rob Portman went along with your infrastructure package. And by the way, how 
savvy politically was it of Mitch McConnell to get the infrastructure part split off from the social spending part? I didn't like the infrastructure part. I didn't think it was necessary. But every time the Democrats now say, ah, they're obstructionists. They don't even want to govern. That's why we have to get rid of the filibuster. That's why we have to pack the court. McConnell can go, well, we had 12 people who joined with you on infrastructure. Like, I know it should be a common occurrence to you that you would remember, but the facts don't bear out what you're saying. It happens a lot. You think you'd stop saying stupid things, untrue things, lies, but no. Rob Portman, I don't agree with the position, but Rob Portman sided with him. He's not going to side with him on spending and making our inflation worse. So this is wrong. Joe Manchin didn't hold anything hostage. How about this? How about this, Mendy? How about this not? I know it's not an option for you. How about you come up with a better legislative approach to fixing the problems of America? If you have not one senator, not just poor old Joe Manchin, against you, but you have 51 senators against you. How about you come up with a better package to get somebody besides Joe Manchin to side with you? Oh, we can't do that because we want all our crazy woke policies in there so that we can tell people, hey, look, look what we gave you. We gave you free this, and we gave you free that, and we gave you free the other. And if you keep wanting to receive the free things, you should keep voting for us. Uh, The Washington Post, Jennifer Rubin said, if Manchin is no on both Build Back Better and voting rights, Biden is done. Democracy is hanging by a thread. Hard to think of anyone more destructive. Hard to think of anyone more destructive? Here we go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The typical Democratic histrionics. Is she saying that Joe Manchin is more destructive than Donald Trump? Wouldn't Donald Trump be in her frame of reference as someone destructive? Wouldn't Jennifer Rubin of the Washington Post think that Trump is destructive? More destructive than Donald Trump. More destructive than George Bush. More destructive than John McCain. Because every Republican, of course, is worse than the Republican that came before. And the only good Republican, Bob Dole's a good one, is a dead Republican, according to the Democrats. Notice how they praise people after they die. Oh, John McCain. What a statesman. What a hero. Bob Dole, ah, his wit. He was an amazing guy. While Bob Dole was alive, not so amazing. In an appearance on CNN's Reliable Sources, oh boy, I can't wait for this. That's with Mr. Potato Head, Brian Stelter. Reliable Sources, journalist Carl Bernstein. Okay. Carl Bernstein, what's he going to say? What's he say all the time? Worse than Watergate. Carl Bernstein implied that Manchin's vote could drastically affect American democracy in his refusal to eliminate the filibuster in the Senate. Carl Bernstein, man, oh man. You talk about a guy who's been living off something he did as a 20-year-old for the better part of 50 years. It's Carl Bernstein. So good for you, Joe Manchin. Good for doing your job. Stick to your guns, my friends. You're not... A lone voice in the wilderness, there are 50 other voices with you, and we applaud you and salute you for your courage.
So we are getting the closing arguments today in the state's case in suburban Minneapolis against Officer Kim Potter of the uh, Minneapolis Police Force. She is the female officer who was involved in, with other officers, an altercation with an African-American man by the name of Dante Wright. Dante Wright resisted arrest. He was fighting officers. She yells, taser, 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 goes to pull out her taser, instead pulls out her gun, shoots him, and he died. So this, of course, comes in the aftermath of the Kyle Rittenhouse case. It comes in the aftermath of the case in Atlanta where uh, citizens pursued, detained, shot, and killed Ahmed Arbery. Kyle Rittenhouse found not guilty. The assailants in the Arbery case found guilty, justifiably so, I believe. Kim Potter, I it's indisputable. What happened, happened. So that's my first question is, why are we at a jury trial? A jury is supposed to be a trier of fact. The facts are not in dispute here. The <laughs> facts are not in dispute at all. The law is on Kim Potter's side. Now, I know there are activists out there that want her to go to prison for a long, long time because they see her as representative of a larger problem in our society, a larger problem that the numbers say, the numbers say, the facts say, the truth says, does not exist. Officers are not out hunting black youth and shooting them without provocation. When Dante Wright resists arrest, when you resist arrest, what can happen? Okay, best case scenario, you get away. You get away, you are now charged with resisting arrest. You have now exacerbated whatever charges you would have been charged with at the time of your detainment, had you just submitted to the arrest. Or you could get hurt, or you could get killed. So there's no upside that I see to resisting arrest. And the activists out there who perpetuate the lie, LeBron James among them and others, that police are hunting black youth, I believe drive an attitude that leads to more people resisting arrest, which leads to more of these kinds of cases. I don't know. I hope not. It's not the end game. Why activists push that. But Kim Potter, even during the prosecution part of the case, like during the Kyle Rittenhouse case, actually had prosecution witnesses who, if you didn't know they were prosecution witnesses, you would have thought they were defense witnesses. One of the police experts in use of force said, viewing the video of Dante Wright resisting arrest while another officer was in a perilous position where he could have been dragged by the car had Dante Wright been able to get officers off of him and get back in the car, said, I wouldn't have used my taser. I'd have shot him. Officer Kim Potter's track record as a police officer shows no previous incidents over 20 years where anybody who's a minority has ever complained or made a complaint against her that she treated them differently because of their ethnicity. She was on the stand the other day. The prosecutor was going after her hard. That's to be expected. And Kim Potter broke down in tears. And, of course, Kyle Rittenhouse broke down in tears. And, of course, the same things that were said about Kyle Rittenhouse breaking down in tears were said, are being said, and will be said 
about Kim Potter breaking down in tears. Oh, look at the phony tears. Oh, with the fake compassion. Oh, with the fake regret. I mean, I... There must be a lot of really good actors out there who I've never heard of. One named Kyle Rittenhouse, one named Kim Potter. Because those emotionally gut-wrenching reactions, which are hard to watch on video, they seem very, very, very true to me. Now, I looked at... I know. I do things for all of you because I love you so much and I keep you from doing it yourself. I waded into the Twitter conversation. I didn't participate in it, but I weighed into it because I wanted to see what are the people saying about the Kim Potter trial. And one of the things out there is, oh, they pulled Dante right over because he had an air freshener hanging from his rearview mirror. <laughs> okay. Did Dante Wright have an air, uh, an air freshener hanging from his rearview mirror? Yes. Is that, for some stupid reason, against the law in Minneapolis? Yes. Is that why they pulled him over? No. They pulled him over because he made an illegal left turn and because he had expired tags. And you know how it is, right? You get charged with everything once they have you stopped. So they stopped Dante, right? By the way, it wasn't even her idea to stop him. She was training another officer that day in her car, and he said, hey, Hey, that guy made an illegal turn. Hey, and he's got expired tags. We should pull him over. And she's like, no, there's long lines at the DMV. No point in us pulling him over. And he's like, no, we should pull him over. And she's like, well, I'm on a training mission. And one of the ways I'm supposed to train this guy is to observe his interactions with the public. So I, this might be an instructive moment for us. So then they get up there and they run his plate and they run his license, which he didn't have his license, by the way, which is also against the law. And they found out he has an outstanding warrant for violence against women in a weapons charge. Oh, okay. Oh, and now you're seeing, oh, Kim Potter walked up to the car and she had her holster unbuttoned on her gun. Yeah, 100 times out of 100, an officer, after going back to the car and calling in a warrant and finding out a guy has a violent arrest warrant out, violence against women, and a weapons warrant, 100 times out of 100, that officer is going to unbutton the cover on their gun walking back to that car. A hundred times out of a hundred. In fact, I guarantee you that's the training of a police officer. In no way am I saying that she was right to shoot him. But she wasn't wrong to try to restrain him with the taser, and she screwed up. She made a mistake. She appears very remorseful for it. I don't know what the right penalty for Kim Potter is. She's already resigned her position because she said she didn't want to bring disrepute on the Minneapolis police and she didn't want to lead to riots in the city but the law's on her side and we got to be a nation of laws we just do three-star general Michael J. Flynn head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary Flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal Flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it I was like I'm not changing it they had to get rid of Flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines I just felt like I was drowning Flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com